Welcome to Mind and Movement, getting smart about how you move. I'm Hazel. Thanks for joining me for another Move Note. Today, the book we are discussing is The Upside of Stress, Why Stress is Good for You and How to Get Good at It by Kelly McGonigal, PhD. The key points we're going to discuss are one, rethink stress. Number two, mindsets, they really matter. Number three, stress mindset, what's yours? Four, Mindset Interventions, Your New Best Friend. Number five, Stress and Growth Go Hand in Hand. Number six, What You Expect, You Get What You Expect. And number seven, Stress Goals, What Are Yours? Let's start by getting into a quote by Kelly. She says, quote, Let me start by telling you about the shocking scientific finding that first made me rethink stress. In 1998, 30,000 adults in the United States were asked how much stress they had experienced in the past year. They were also asked, do you believe stress is harmful to your health? Eight years later, the researchers scoured public records to find out who amongst the 30,000 participants had died. Let me deliver the bad news first. High levels of stress increased the risk of dying by 43%. But, and this is what got my attention... That increased risk only applied to people who also believed that stress was harming their health. People who reported high levels of stress but who did not view their stress as harmful were not more likely to die. In fact, they had the lowest risk of death of anyone in the study, even lower than those who had reported experiencing very little stress, end quote. That's Kelly McGonigal from The Upside of Stress. Kelly McGonigal is quickly becoming one of my favorite authors and scientists. I have just this minute discovered that she has published a book at the end of last year called The Joy of Movement. As a movement nerd, I am super excited to read it, not only because of the title, but because this book, The Upside of Stress, is a little gem. In this book, Kelly is imploring us to take a very different scientifically validated view on stress. Instead of trying to get rid of stress, she is telling us to reframe it, to start thinking of stress and all its positive benefits instead of dwelling on the negative aspects of it. It's all about mindsets and beliefs or attitudes and how these influence our behavior. It's been life-changing for me to read the book and I highly recommend you get a copy. So let's get started by returning to that opening quote. Quote, let me start by telling you about the shocking scientific finding that first made me rethink stress. In 1998, 30,000 adults in the United States were asked how much stress they had experienced in the past year. They were also asked, do you believe stress is harmful to your health? Eight years later, the researchers scoured public records to find out who among the 30,000 participants had died. Let me deliver the bad news first. High levels of stress increased the risk of dying by 43%. But, and this is what got my attention, that increased risk only applied to people who also believed that stress was harming their health. People who reported high levels of stress, but who did not view stress as harmful, were not more likely to die. In fact, they had the lowest risk of death of anyone in the study, even lower than those who reported experiencing very little stress. End quote. So Kelly goes on to say that this is just one study and we should take it with a grain of salt, but high levels of stress plus the belief or mindset that stress is bad for you equals a 43% increase in the risk of dying. But high levels of stress plus the belief or mindset that stress is not harmful to health 
equals a lower chance of dying than someone with very low levels of stress. It's not the stress that's bad for us, it's the belief that stress is bad that is bad for health. Do you believe that stress is bad? (laughs) What's your stress mindset? Which brings us to the next key idea, which is mindsets. Our attitudes, beliefs, or mindsets have a powerful effect over what happens to us in our lives. Our attitudes affect the way we act. If we have a growth mindset, we understand that we can learn and develop new skills. If we have a fixed mindset, we believe that we can't grow. You have a growth mindset, don't you? I hope so. Here's a quote. Quote, As we've seen, a mindset is a belief that biases how you think, feel, and act. It's like a filter that you see everything through. End quote. And another, quote, Mindsets are beliefs that shape your reality, including objective physical reactions and even long-term health, happiness, and success. End quote. And one more, quote, The beliefs that become mindsets transcend preferences, learned facts, or intellectual opinions. They are core beliefs that reflect your philosophy of life. A mindset is usually based on a theory about how the world works. End quote. So what is your dominant mindset about stress? Or pain, for that matter. What do you believe about challenges? Do your attitudes help you grow or knock you over? Seeing that you have a fixed mindset is the first step in creating a growth-orientated mindset for yourself. Can you see that growth is possible for you? I hope so. And on that note, let's jump into the stress mindset idea. Key idea number three. Quote, mindset one, stress is harmful. Experiencing stress depletes my health and vitality. Experiencing stress debilitates my performance and productivity. Experiencing stress inhibits my learning and growth. The effects of stress are negative and should be avoided. Or mindset two, stress is enhancing. Experiencing stress enhances my performance and productivity. Experiencing stress improves my health and vitality. Experiencing stress facilitates my learning and growth. The effects of stress are positive and should be utilized. End quote. Which stress mindset do you have? Mindset one, stress is harmful. Or mindset two, stress is enhancing. While you are mulling that over, let's consider our pain mindsets. I love helping people to rethink chronic pain and helping them to engage in movements and attitudes that will allow them to move forward with less pain. What do you think about pain? Let's replace the word stress with pain in Kelly's mindset descriptions and see what happens. Mindset one, pain is harmful. Experiencing pain depletes my health and vitality. Experiencing pain debilitates my performance and productivity. Experiencing pain inhibits my learning and growth. The effects of pain are negative and should be avoided. Mindset two, pain is enhancing. Experiencing pain enhances my performance and productivity. Experiencing pain improves my health and vitality. Experiencing pain facilitates my learning and growth. The effects of pain are positive and should be utilized. Hmm, I like it and I wonder what Kelly would say. Is there science that would back up these statements as well? Many of us think that pain is a reflection of tissue damage, but this is not the whole story. Cognitive and emotional factors also influence an individual's pain experience. Beth Darnell is another amazing Stanford University researcher. Kelly is from Stanford too. 
Beth's research shows that when individuals engage in pain catastrophizing or negative pain appraisal, their pain intensity worsens and treatments are rendered less effective. Pain catastrophizing or negative pain appraisal includes behaviours such as ruminating on pain, worrying that the pain will get worse, focusing on helpless one feels, or as Dr. Darnell says, quote, pain catastrophizing or negative pain appraisal is a persistent pattern of having difficulty shifting the focus away from the worst aspects of pain, end quote. So it is definitely of value to try new beliefs about pain. This makes me think about Josh Waitzkin. In his book, The Art of Learning, he tells us the story of how he broke his hand seven weeks before the National Tai Chi Push Hands Championships. Instead of dwelling on the pain, he turned the seven weeks into a time to train his left hand. He had broken his right hand and he's right-handed. He turned his pain into a learning experience. A few days after getting his cast off, he won the national title. Incredible. Check out my move note on his great book, The Art of Learning, to find out more. Pick up a pen and write about a time when your pain facilitated learning or growth. If you do, and I highly recommend that you do, you will be engaging in your very own mindset intervention. Um, P.S. This is a note for Kelly and Beth. Can you please write a book called The Upside of Pain or something along those lines and get Alia Crum, who we're going to talk about in a minute, to contribute a chapter or two? That'd be awesome. I totally love it. So the next key idea is mindset intervention. Quote, the most effective mindset interventions have three parts. One, learning the new point of view. Two, doing an exercise that encourages you to adopt and apply the new mindset. And three, providing an opportunity to share the idea with others. End quote. The second part of Kelly's book is called Transform Stress. And in it are many mindset interventions. She talks us through interventions that will help us turn isolation into common humanity, turn nerves into excitement, turn a threat into a challenge, turn being overwhelmed into being hopeful, and turn self-focus into bigger-than-self goals. Get the book to discover the specifics on how to do these mindset interventions. To help you get started... If you do have a negative mindset about stress, how can you start to develop the stress-is-enhancing mindset? Grab a pen and write about a time when a stressful event turned into a great learning experience. Or write about an event that you initially viewed as negative, but later you could see benefits in what happened. Start creating new mindsets and beliefs so that you can move forward in life in a way that inspires you. And on that note, let's talk about stress and growth, the next key idea. Quote, the science stories and exercises in this chapter will help you cultivate a growth mindset, one that recognizes the natural human capacity to grow during times of stress. We'll explore how to discover this perspective, even in the middle of circumstances where hope is hardest to find. Stories will play a special role in this process. As we consider how the stories you hear and the stories you tell can help you to find meaning in suffering. Throughout, we'll see one important theme over and over. The good that comes from a difficult experience isn't from the stressful or traumatic event itself. It comes from you, from the strengths that are awakened by adversity and from the natural human capacity to transform suffering into meaning. 
Part of embracing stress is to trust this capacity, even when the pain is fresh and the future uncertain. End quote. That's a good thing to think about at the moment. It's, um, what is it? We're March 2020 and COVID-19 is circulating in um, a, a kind of interesting way around the world. It's very interesting to um, watch how the world is reacting to it. And it's, it's a good idea to step back and see how you're re- reacting to it. And if there are things that you can think and shift in terms of helping yourself to have a more open growth mindset about the situation and what's happening currently. Anyway, let's jump back in. We have all heard it said that it's not what happens to you, but how you perceive what happens to you that determines the outcome of an event. We have all heard about victim mentality and growth mindset. One thing is certain, and that is that we have a choice over how we respond to an event. If we can find the awareness to pause before we respond to a stimulus, we might just have the power to respond in a new way instead of responding with the same old knee-jerk reaction. Can you choose your response to an event? You have a choice. You can change your mindsets and stressful events can be the very situations that lead to huge amounts of growth. Let's hope that this stressful an inverted commas situation leads to huge amounts of growth for humankind. The next key idea is what do you expect? Quote, Crumb's provocative hypothesis is that when two outcomes are possible, in this case, the health benefits of exercise or the strain of physical labor, a person's expectations influence which outcome is more likely. She concluded that the housekeeper's perception of their work as healthy exercise transformed its effects on their bodies. In other words, the effect you expect is the effect you get. End quote. Aliyah Crum is an assistant professor of psychology at Stanford University. When she was studying at Harvard, she completed a study with the amazing Alan J. Langer. Alan studies the science of possibility. And Aaliyah and Alan studied housekeepers to see if what they thought about their work changed their body's responses to it. Indeed it did. Housekeepers who were given a brief mindset intervention showing them that housework was just like exercise experienced a slew of health benefits. They did nothing differently in their work except think that they were exercising. Their bodies expected to receive the benefits of exercise and hence they did. A control group of housekeepers were given no information about their work being like exercise and did not receive the benefits. Here's a quote. Quote, for a young scientist, Crum has an unusual track record of high-profile findings. Her work gets attention because it shows that our physical reality is more subjective than we believe. By changing how people think about an experience, she can change what's happening to their bodies. Her findings are so surprising that they make a lot of people scratch their heads and say, huh, is that even possible? This reaction, is that even possible, is a familiar one to researchers who study mindsets. Mindsets are beliefs that shape your reality, including objective physical reactions and even long-term health, happiness and success. More important, the new field of mindset science shows that a single brief intervention designed to change how you think about something can improve your health, happiness and success even years into the future, end quote. Do you have an injury? 
What do you expect will happen? Do you expect to recover quickly and gain new strength because of the injury? Or do you expect that the injury will not heal and that it will eventually get worse until the pain is unbearable? Hopefully not. Your mindsets matter. Get the book to find out more. And especially to read about the milkshake study. It will blow your mind, believe me. The milkshake study is awesome. Google the milkshake study and read about it now. It's totally awesome. It was done also by Aliyah Crum. So that brings us to the final key idea, which is stress goals. Quote, a while back, one of my close friends shared with me that instead of New Year's resolutions, her family has started to set annual stress goals. Each year, she, her husband, and their teenage son decide how they want to grow in the coming year. Then they choose a personal project that will be both meaningful and difficult. They talk about what their stress edge will be, what they expect to be challenging, what they might feel anxious about, and the strengths that they want to develop. End quote. Kelly fell in love with this idea and so have I. What's your next stress goal? What challenges will you rise to and what strengths will you develop? Send me an email at hazel at mindandmovement.co.nz and let me know how you get on. That brings us to the end of this note on the upside of stress by Kelly McGonigal. Kelly is truly awesome. She is a health psychologist and lecturer at Stanford University and a leading expert in the new field of science help. She is passionate about translating cutting-edge research from psychology, neuroscience, and medicine into practical strategies for health, happiness, and personal success. That's from her bio on the Stanford University website. You can find out more about Kelly at kellymcgonagall.com. Of course, I am the author of this note. I thoroughly loved this book. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being out there and writing amazing books. I can't wait to read The Joy of Movement. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you'd like to find out more about what I do, check out mindandmovement.co.nz and I hope you've enjoyed the content of this note, but please remember that it's not medical advice and should not be used as such. Thank you very much. Have an awesome day.